0: Dale Earnhardt versus Daryl Waltrip at Richmond in 1986. It's one of the most historic and best battles not only in Richmond Raceway history but in NASCAR history, and that's what we're talking about today. It's history buffs on the Below the Yellow Line podcast. You're listening to the Below the Yellow Line podcast from. I am Samuel Stubbs, one of the hosts here of the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Um, This is not a normal episode. This is kind of the start of, a, I guess, a series within the podcast that I I said we might do weekly or bi-weekly. It's probably going to be once or twice a month. Uh, more likely, just because we have three normal podcasts a week a post race podcast, a midweek podcast, and a preview podcast. So, um, and then obviously the Spotter Chain YouTube channel. So, there's no YouTube video coming out today. There's going to be three consecutive um, pre race shows, or may I might make the truck pre race show for Texas mm-hmm. tonight. I'm not exactly sure. Um, and, um, Oh, sorry, forgot to start the YouTube live stream there. Uh, hello, YouTube live stream. Uh, we also are live streaming all these on the Spotter Day YouTube channel. Uh, but today we are going into a subject um, that I, I love. I love this race. Um, this probably won't be longer than 9 or 10 minutes, but it's just going to be a look back at probably the best finish in Richmond history. Um... And Richmond isn't attract the toys produced great racing or crazy moments and the most memorable moment from Richmond probably in the last decade was SpinGate. Um, there just haven't been just a ton of great huge moments um, at Richmond but but there was one and this was a race the two of Dale Earnhardt's most iconic moments stem from this race, as well as Kyle Petty's first career win. Uh, but those Earnhardt moments are him cleaning his own windshield uh, while driving the car under caution, and of course his uh, infamous wreck with Darrell Waltrip that, that kind of was in the middle of their feud. They, they came to be great friends, especially towards the twilight of their respective careers. Um, but this was this was the, like the tipping point um, in that rivalry. Um, so we're just gonna go through this, talk about it maybe eight or nine minutes, but just uh, kind of relax you talk about some history and then tomorrow me and Emily will be back to uh, preview Richmond recap coda and recap all the news um, from the week. So this race um, was the Miller High Life 400. This happened in february of 1986 we got three main characters that we really need to talk about the first one was the winner of the race that being kyle petty um petty came into cup in 1979 i believe when he was 18 years old he made his first start that year at talladega driving for his dad but kind of branched out even only going into what his seventh eighth full-time year at this point um he was already considered a bit of a journeyman driver. He, he had yet to win, and everybody was saying, okay, he's the son of the king. When is he going to get that win? At this point, his dad had already won his record-setting 200th race, had already won seven 500s, already won seven championships. So his dad's career was—or uh, winning career, at least, was, was over. Um, but he himself really hadn't found victory lane yet. Uh, He was with a team that had done it a ton of times. Today, the Wood Brothers have won 99 cup races. We'll see if it's Harrison Burton or somebody else that delivers number 100. But they've won multiple Daytona 500s. And, you know, obviously their best period of success came with David Pearson. Um, But now after Pearson left, they were looking for some talent, and they found Kyle Petty. Um, he wasn't driving the Fame 21, however, he was actually driving the number seven because um, before Alan Kawicki came in a few years later and made that number seven famous, uh, Kyle Petty was driving it and driving it for the Wood Brothers only because of his sponsor, Seven Eleven. That was a contract um, that was an obligatory clause in the contract that, hey, you know, run the number seven. It'll really help promote the gas station. Um, and so they did, they did run the number seven with Kyle Petty. And uh, Richmond, before it was in March and April, before on like the 8th, the ninth, 10th race of the year category like it is now, it's actually the 7th race of the year this year. Um, I always remember it as race nine, you know, right after Bristol or Martinsville, somewhere around there, part of that short, you know, Virginia, Tennessee short track swing um, where it is now. Um, but going into Richmond, it's in February. I believe this race was on February 24th. 1986 um, and the two other main stories are Daryl Waltrip and Dale Earnhardt so let's set the stage here Dale Earnhardt at this point in 1986 1986 was his 8th year driving in the NASCAR Cup Series full time um, he was a at that time only a one time series champ right? yes um in 1986 would be the year that he won his second championship um if if i'm correct here um let's see na- 1986 nascar i believe that was, that was Earnhart. that was definitely Earnhart. right oh dear hang on a minute it was dale okay that was his second championship that was his first one with Richard Childress the next year 87 I believe that was the year where he won it by like 400 points or some ridiculous mark like that but but Dale he was obviously one of the best drivers in the garage I have Richard Childress who really stepped up his program oh we hit 200 total podcast downloads that's pretty neat um but driving for Richard Childress um and so um you know driving for Childress uh, he was in a good spot, and and that would be the year that he would win his second cup series championship. The next year, he'd, seven, he'd win his third in 1990, 1991. He'd win his fourth and fifth, respectively, in 1993, 1994. He'd win his sixth and seventh, respectively. Um... But 86 was the year he would win his second. So he's kind of on the rise. And finally, you have Daryl Waltrip, Jaws. He had actually just won his last championship. He won three, all of them driving for Junior Johnson. First it was with the Dew crew, and then Budweiser came along. Um, and this was a race where, you know, Junior Johnson, being ever present as he was, he was not happy with Dale Earnhardt after it, to, to say the least. I'm going to play the audio into second of that crash. But uh, the way the all the three guy all these three guys were intermingled. Obviously, we have Dale Earnhardt under caution cleaning mud off his windshield, which was awesome, which was hilarious. Um, but the big incident in this race, that everybody remembers. I think it was three or four laps to go. It's Earnhardt versus Walter. They've been sliding their cars around all day, making contact all day, hitting each other, sliding off each other, banging off each other, and. Um, you know, it, it was great racing. It was great fun. It was a very typical 1980s NASCAR Cup Series short track race. And so they're they're banging off each other. They're hitting each other. Earnhardt's not happy with Waltrip. Waltrip's not happy with Earnhardt. And going into turn three, really like halfway down the back stretch, Dale Earnhardt just kind of right hooks and turns Daryl a Waltrip. Um, probably going 110, 120-ish in the corners. Maybe even faster than that. I'm not exactly sure. Richmond at that time was only a half mile rather than three quarters of a mile like it is now before the fairgrounds you know it was the richmond fairgrounds speedway and then and then you know it, richmond really got an upgrade i believe was it the late 80s or i believe it was the late 80s or very early 90s that richmond kind of turned into the richmond that we know today rather than the, the half mile fairgrounds track um, but yeah he they slammed into the wall neither of them really hurt that bad earnhardt had some bruises and he also had blurred vision um, but what hurt the most was that they they didn't win the race. They both lost the race. And yes, this one was on Dale Earnhardt. As much as we like to almost worship and idolize Dale Earnhardt, um you can't pretend that he was a man with no faults, that he didn't do anything wrong in NASCAR in his NASCAR career. Um and yeah, he 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 wrecked Errol Walter. He flat out right-hooked. Like there's no other way to put it than that. Uh there's really not. So he he did that and um you know, it He held his ground. I mean, you can't say he didn't hold his ground. Um... But, yeah, Dale Earnhardt turns to a wall trip. Kyle Petty is the benefactor. He comes through and ultimately wins the race under caution. His first career win, I wish I could say that it spurred a King-esque-like career for Kyle Petty, but it really didn't. He would go on to only win eight races. He'd win his last race nine years later in 1995 at Dover, a year where even though he won a race, he still finished 30th in points. And he stayed around that 30th mark until he retired. Um, in two thousand and eight so that's really the rundown interestingly both his first and last wins were uh... sponsored by beer companies. so um, that's kinda the story of it obviously there's people who have told it much more eloquently, eloquently and, um, and and in a much longer version than that but i just kinda wanna do something fun today you know it's richmond weekend when you go to martinsville you know when you go to more historical tracks i'll probably do these more often but then you know martinsville maybe when you go to you know talladega Charlotte for the World Six Hundred, so I'm gonna do that. So now to uh, end this podcast off, I'm going to play the audio of the Waltrip and Earnhardt crash. Um, Let y'all listen to that. Thank you all for listening. If you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, share. Check out the Spidershade YouTube channel uh, for a ton of NASCAR news and pre and post races for all three series. And uh, if you're listening, you can listen to us on YouTube and also Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Um uh, Stitcher tune in wherever you get your podcasts So thank you all for listening and now the audio of the finish of the 1986 Miller High Life 400 crash between Dale Earnhardt and Daryl Waltrip. Laps to go. This time by Waltrip moves in. He's running out of time. Daryl Waltrip running out of time. If you've been with us all the way through this, remember of 100 laps or so ago when Waltrip was a lap down, he threw a punch and knocked Earnhardt sideways, and then they turned around and did it the other way around. Benny, are they even? One punch apiece, and now they'll settle it on the on a final lap? They're even right now. I was thinking about that a moment oh. ago, but they're even. Right. Gerald tried to get along. They're even right now, Dave. There's Nobody's got anything coming right now. Oh, they get sideways. He hit him coming off, and he hit him going in. He used up all of his bumper that time, and I thought that perhaps Earnhardt came off a little early on the on the uh, gas that time, which is a good way of trying to break the line of the fellow behind you. It's just to a... Here's Waldrop, keeps him straight, but he keeps Earnhardt. on tapping. Well, oh, now, on the inside. It. Side by side. Down to the inside. Oh! There it goes. There's Bo nine into the fence. Joe Redman spins around. Who's going to win the race? Where's Kyle Petty? Darrell Watkins alongside of him. There's the hook.